everybody, and welcome back to the Believe Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Michael Fabiano, and look who I've got for the second week in a row. What a treat. The birthday boy, <laughs> Bob Harris from Football Diehards and Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. What's going on, my man? I am older. That was yesterday. There is no more birthday. It's not a birthday week. I'm not like you. I don't have to celebrate for extended periods. I'm just, uh, I'm satisfied with one full day. Well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, listen, I just turned 50. I, I don't want any more. I'm good. Child, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, you got a few years on me, but happy, uh, happy no birthday, my Thank friend. Thank you, sir. Uh, to one of the hardest working men in the business. Let's get right down to things here. <clears throat> and we can start off with a quick recap of Monday night. Another kind of boring type of game where a lot of question marks popped up as it pertained to the Bills offense and uh, Josh Allen in particular, Bob, what were your <clears throat> thoughts? Um, you have to wonder if his shoulder's fully okay, but I, I just think of the most part, there's more, you know, schematic and things that are going on here. And maybe, you know, the, the cries for Ken Dorsey's job will certainly get louder. The cries yeah, sure. apparently from Trayvon Diggs for Stefan to get the hell out of Buffalo uh, are growing as well. So always going to be, that's like the more exciting part of the game is what Trayvon Diggs is saying after the game to his brother <laughs> on uh, Twitter or X. Um, yeah. So I did think it was interesting the way the running game played out when they really put an effort into running. And maybe this will teach them a little lesson. Like it, it's helpful to uh, give James Cook a little role. Like for a minute there, I thought we weren't going to see him again. Right. When Ty, yeah. Ty yeah. Johnson came in after the initial fumble, we saw a lot of Latavius Murray. Then the next back in was Ty Johnson. But he got that role going, uh, James Cook, and, and looks really good. Ran really hard. Still needs to take better care of the football. But maybe, you know, maybe Ken Dorsey and the Bills will go back and huddle up. They've got to get this right. You know, they're they're running out of time. So, uh, look, Dalton Kincaid showed the flashes of why we've been believing in him. Uh, didn't see a lot of Stephon Diggs, but we know, you know, over the course of time, we're going to believe in him. Gabe Davis continues to play reasonably well. Shakir Khalil is, seems like a guy who is going to be kind of like an outlier play, but there might be weeks where you need him with heavy buys coming up. So, Still like this offense, would like it to play better and get up to speed. And I think adding more rushing will help. And maybe we'll see Leonard Fournette a little bit soon. Yep. Uh, he's still waiting to be uh, in a game. And uh, maybe we'll see that down the stretch. You know, on the Broncos side, Russell Wilson had a had a pretty good game. You know, not a huge game from a fantasy perspective. Had a couple of touchdowns. Hmm. Corlin Sutton made one of the great touchdown catches you will ever see uh, on the left side of the end zone. It was just phenomenal. Toad drag swag. Uh, for C. Sutton, who has been very underrated from a fantasy perspective. Javante <laughs> Williams uh, got the majority of the work in the backfield, so it looks like now that uh, is certainly his job. It has been, but now to a bigger degree where he is uh, playing more of a featured role, which we want. Uh, the Broncos have the Vikings coming up next. That should be an interesting game. Now, let's move on to the week ahead of us, week 11. And we've got four teams on a bye. you got the Colts, Atlanta, the Patriots and the Saints all off this week. So uh, you've got some pretty good fantasy assets, but not like last week where it was Chiefs and Dolphins and Eagles, like all the superstars were off, it seemed like. Uh, but four teams off, and we're going to be getting close to, if not, if you're not already there, the trade deadlines in the world of fantasy football. Talk about bet online. Uh, the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling and College basketball is ready to go as well. It's crazy. College basketball already. I mean, geez, Louise, it is November, but uh, Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. 
uh, NFL, college football, UFC, uh, hockey, National Hockey League. They're all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time that you want it. Uh, head over to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code believe that's b l e a v for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit that's promo code believe b l e a v for 50% off on a welcome bonus bet online where the game starts so i'm thinking let's take a look at some of the players who have the best schedules in the playoffs and some of these players are struggling right now and other players are not so this is going to give you guys a good idea in terms of whether or not you should be getting rid of these players or sort of just go through the motions right now if they're struggling and hope that when you do get to the postseason, hopefully you do, that they'll be able to turn around. Bob, let's start it off at quarterback with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has not been good lately from a fantasy perspective. He's not. Yeah. Uh, his numbers have not been good. He's been... He's been all or nothing. Like you're either getting like 20 plus or 12 max from Lamar Jackson this season. And lately it's been bad. And you got the Bengals this week, which obviously is going to be a, a, a huge game on Thursday night. Finally, a good Thursday night game. But Lamar's got the Niners who are tough, but you've also got the Jags and the Dolphins <clears throat> in the fantasy postseason. So uh, if you have Jared Goff and you have Lamar Jackson this week, is Jackson on your bench? Is he a must-start right now? Uh, Jackson's still <clears throat> at the top of my depth chart. I mean, look, there's there's some weird things going on here. The, the touchdowns are still being scored, but mostly they're being scored by uh, Gus Edwards, right? I mean, is that, is that sustainable? Or are we going to start seeing more passes? Last three games is what he hasn't hit. Lamar has not hit 14 fantasy points. I'm expecting a rebound at some point. Like, But if you're uncomfortable with this, I don't think he's a guy that I feel like I need to bench. He does not need a ceremonial benching. But if I have a Jared Goff available to me, I might consider it. But I do think the Lions look like with both of their running backs in, you know, set and ready to roll, they might go a little run heavier uh, to keep their defense off the field. So, you know, Goff is still going to make plays. He's still got a great, you know, array of weaponry. Uh, so, you know, I wouldn't be against him. I'm probably sticking with Lamar just for the, the huge upside, uh, even though we haven't seen it for three weeks. We saw it just before the three weeks. So um, <clears throat> I think it's still there. And I think at some point we're going to see some positive regression in his touchdown numbers as Gus Edwards comes back down to earth. Kyler Murray also has a really good playoff <laughs> schedule uh, as we focus on a couple of quarterbacks. The Niners are a part of that schedule, but Kyler's actually historically done pretty well against San Francisco. Uh, and he's got the Bears and the Eagles. I mean, those are two of the worst pass defenses in the league. So Kyler <laughs> Murray could be somebody, maybe if you want to acquire him via a trade, or maybe you want to trade one of your other quarterbacks away who have more value and roll with Kyler uh, through the next couple of weeks into the fantasy postseason. At running back, we finally saw Bijan Robinson get a featured role. I mean, geez Louise, it took 10 weeks for crying out loud. I don't know what they've been waiting for <clears> there, <throat> but he got a full complement of touches, had a very strong game in the playoffs, Bob Harris. Panthers, Colts, Bears. I mean, yep. it don't get much better than that. If I can trade for Bijan right now, <laughs> I'm absolutely doing it. But if I have him, I don't know that I want to part ways. No, I'm not parting ways. But but but, but I mean, I think the numbers up to this point have been better than we think. Like our perception is because we invested first round picks in him that he should be going off the charts. But you look at he's in like in the top 15 in pretty much every category, including snaps and 
you know, opportunities, routes run, he's higher than that routes run up to this point. This was the first time, though, that we saw him get that true kind of featured workload or close to that that we're looking for. And one of the things Arthur Smith has talked about, you know, kind of is, you know, he's been questioned about Bijan's usage is, hey, we want to preserve him for down the stretch. Well, maybe now we're going to see how that preservation works out. Or maybe Arthur Smith realizes that jobs are on the line, including possibly his. Yeah. And uh, it might pay off to uh, get a little more Bijan in there. So, I, you know, like every week is not going to be the Arizona Cardinals easy matchup, but there's some pretty easy matchups coming and as you laid it out. So, yeah, I'm all about playing Bijan. Uh, Derrick Henry also, I I don't know how you get a better schedule if you're Derrick Henry in the playoffs. He's got Houston twice, twice. in Seattle. I mean, geez, Louise, he's rushed for over 200 <clears> yards four different times against them uh, since 2019, including twice in 2020 and once last year. So that's a great schedule. How about Najee Harris? And here's the thing. If your trade deadline is after this week, if it's like the week of Thanksgiving, I would wait to put in a, a trade request for Najee because right now he's had three or four good games in a row, but he's got a bad matchup this week against Cleveland. So if he takes a step back statistically, then you can get him a little cheaper. He's got a really good slate, not only just for the playoffs, but the remainder of the season. Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Colts. It's, it's just unbelievable uh, yeah, that, that he has been so bad. The last three or four weeks, he's been really good. I mean, not elite, but very good. Now you catch him against a bad matchup. And if he has a bad game against Cleveland, I think that's the time to pounce on him, Bob. And then you can take advantage of some of those matchups during the postseason. Yeah, over the last, what, four games? Yeah, sit by, he's had no fewer than 15 fantasy points per game. That is good. Also, he's running more routes, and they're getting him a, a little higher target share. So <clears throat> it's still going to be a pretty even split with him and Jalen Warren, but but I would agree with you. And the touchdowns are coming a little more for Najee as well, so that helps out. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers that uh, have really good matchups in the postseason. How about Garrett Wilson? Mm. Now, I know his ceiling took a hit with Aaron Rodgers going down, but, I mean, he's still been pretty good. He's still getting a bunch of targets from Zach Wilson. And in the fantasy playoffs, he's got the Dolphins and the Commanders. Really good matchups there. Now he does have Cleveland, so that's that's going to be a tough one. But he'll still get the volume in terms of the targets. But Miami and Washington in the fantasy playoffs, pretty good for Garrett Wilson. Uh, DK Metcalf also has a really good fantasy postseason schedule, uh, and he's got the Eagles, the Titans, and the Steelers. Philadelphia is giving it up to wide receivers at a high rate. Tennessee is sixth uh, in terms of points allowed to wide receivers. You know, the Steelers, their defensive backfield is not great. If you were to try to acquire DK Metcalf, Bob, um, what what do you think it would take to get him right now? Let's say a, a running back. What running back would you yeah. offer to get DK Metcalf right now? Uh, maybe a running back too, or somebody that I drafted way later who's emerged as, a, as, as kind of that better back, like, you know, Maybe if you picked up Devin Singletary coming off a big game, you know, and the expectation may be that he's, you know, going to hold on to that job because Damian Pierce hasn't been doing well. That might be an ideal effort to make, but you might have to pay a little more. So maybe like, you know, like, I don't want to give up Rashad White. He's producing it almost. What about Nadine Harris? Like a player of his... And I know the schedule is good for him. Yeah, what what are the guys in a split backfield would be fine, right? I think any of those players. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Hollywood Brown also has a really good schedule. Uh, in the postseason, we talked about Kyler, I, and, and you could you can kind of get him cheap right now because he's coming off a bad game. He's had a couple of stinkers. Houston's coming up this week, uh, so I, I I think Hollywood Brown can be had for a pretty reasonable price. 
Uh, mm. Two tight ends with great matchups in the postseason. TJ Hawkinson, which you ain't getting him. Yeah, I, listen, I mean, it would take a king's ransom to get TJ Hawkinson. But he, he's got the Bengals, who are right near the top in terms of giving up the most fantasy points to tight ends. And he's got the Lions, his former team, revenge game. Uh, and even without Kirk Cousins, Joshua Dobbs likes to throw the tight end. He was doing it with Zach Ertz in Arizona and to a lesser degree, Trey McBride. And last week, TJ Hawkins saw a boatload of targets. What would it cost to get TJ Hawkins okay. right now, Bob? Like what level of say, what level of wide receiver <clears throat> would it take? Would it take like a Jalen Waddle? Uh, you know, would it take a Terry McLaurin or is that not enough? That might not be enough. I I had this actual call on my radio program last night, and we kind of went through it. And the caller had Travis Kelsey and T.J. Hawkinson on his roster somehow. And mm -hmm. our, you know, the contention was, I would trade him. I wouldn't give another team that kind of advantage. I'd hold on to him and play him in the flex. And the offer was Terry McLaurin or a wide receiver at that level. I don't think I'd take that right now, especially if he was my only tight end. It would take more than that. You know, leverage over the field is a big deal, right? Travis Kelsey is the guy we view as giving that giving us that at tight end, Mark Andrews to agree. TJ Hawkins totally in that conversation based on workload and, uh, and and the production he's had, right? So I probably would not be giving him up for less than a wide receiver one. It, it's funny. Um, I am very interested to see if Taylor Swift goes to the Chiefs game this week. It's a Monday night game. It's against the Eagles. I don't. I, I know that they were like in Argentina. She's doing like the era tour thing. And I, I think I saw that video of her running into his arms and giving him a kiss about 7,000 times which is really 699,000 more times than I need to see it. <laughs> but um, I, she's been she's been at the games. He's been really good. She hasn't been at the games. He's not been as good. So I'm all for Taylor Swift attending Chiefs games uh, the rest of the season. Uh, no problem with that. And we fight. Hey, one thing too, Bob, before we get to the final tight end with a good uh, playoff slate, we're finally getting good primetime games this week, right? We've got Bengals-Ravens. Fingers crossed. And then you've got Broncos Vikings, which, you know, has got the Joshua Dobbs angle in it. And then you got Monday night. I mean, you got a rematch of the Super Bowl, Robert. So that's uh, finally. Yeah, the Eagles Chiefs is what, we're, what we've all been waiting for. And, and, and like, I'm all about the whole Taylor Swift thing, as you well know. I'm a huge fan. I know, um, can you name one song that she's ever recorded? I don't think I can. I think I know Antihero. That's the only one. Antihero. I think that's the only one. And there's, I think there's a song about August, August or something. I have no idea. Um, I can name every song you, on Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood album, but I can't mm -hmm. name more than like one or two songs from Taylor Swift. Uh, you know, what do you want? I'm an 80s guy. Uh, all right. Finally, Jake mm -hmm. Ferguson, who, by the way, Bob Harris acquired in a trade from me uh, very recently. He, overall for the year, he hasn't been super, super consistent, but lately he has been. And he's got Buffalo. Dolphins, Lions in the fantasy playoffs. Buffalo's been eh against tight ends. They've been okay. Miami and Detroit, top seven in terms of being the most generous. And Jake Ferguson is a very reasonable asset to acquire in a trade right now, Bob. It's not like he's going to cost you an arm and a leg. This is true. So Jake Ferguson, someone that you can either <clears throat> trade away and maybe get some value for if you have another good right. tight end or hold on Play to. And utilize him for the fantasy postseason run. Play him up as a you know a top ten fantasy tight end in one of the best offenses in football, or at least one of the hottest offenses in football. Mm -hmm. And I think you can make that sale. I mean, he's right in the mix with Dalton Schultz, Sam Laporta. I mean, you know, 
though, if, if people realize how close he was, his average points per game is about a point off or a full point and a half off from those guys. But the total scoring is fairly good. Yeah. All right. Um, waiver wire. That's, of course, what you guys all want. It's what you need. It's what me and Bob are going to supply. <clears throat> and part of that is a new little segment that we're going to call Bobbing for Bargains. Hey, hey, I feel like a game show host now. Like, where's Bob Barker? Uh, I, I'm sorry, Bob um, passed away. We love you, Bob Barker. Funny story. When hey, I lived neuter. in California, when I lived in California, my mom and I, my sister were in town. So we did one of those, um, the starlight bus trips or whatever the hell it is. Guess who is standing outside of his house? But Bob Barker. And he was like, so cool. He was talking to the people. Everyone was getting wicked excited about it, you know, like, and uh, so that's like, I, I think of Bob Barker. I think of faking being sick when I was a kid so I can watch prices. Right. Um, in part, because I wanted to watch Barker's beauties and Bob Barker being outside of his house during a, uh, a celebrity tour. <clears throat> I think of the thing he'd want me to think about, which is spay and neuter your pets, people. That's his message. Go ahead. <laughs> that's right. All right, Bob. So give us a few players that we should be bobbing for because they're bargains off the wire this week. So you mentioned the Arizona Cardinals, a favorable schedule going forward. It looks like Tyler Murray can still play football. That's a good sign. Uh, you know, there are maybe some concerns. Michael Wilson, 20%, nearly 20% target share in Kyler's first game back. This guy who'd been fairly productive up in the, near the leaders in, in yards per catch. Has a couple touchdowns that came, I think, in one game. But but I think he's a piece that I, that I might want to have, you know, kind of plug in for depth. And, and as well, uh, we mentioned the Cowboys. That offense is playing well. Jalen Tolbert. Seems to be gaining momentum. Like <clears throat> Michael Gallup had the big plays against the Giants, but Tolbert had more time, right? So I think, you know, it's like a, not a 0% possibility that he uh, surpasses before the end of the season, Michael Gallup in terms of playing time. So it is a kind of a speculative play as you get closer to the playoffs. We are bobbing. I would bob for some of that. And and there's there's a couple others. I mean, the immediate pickups are obvious, but but those would be a couple players I think that might give you a little something down the stretch. That's why he's the best in the business, Bob Harris. Uh, let, let's get into some of the more popular ads off the waiver wire. We'll start off with Joshua Dobbs. Mm. Well, typically, I don't put guys in my article over at Sports Illustrated unless they're less than 50% owned, but he's at 52, so it's close enough. Guys, he's been good in Minnesota. Two straight games over 20 fantasy points. You know, the schedule's pretty good coming up. I know he's got a game against, I think, Chicago, which is a great matchup. Obviously, he's got the Broncos this week. Broncos defense is playing better, though, and, and that's a home game, so – I don't know if Dobbs is a play this week, but certainly a guy that you should be rostering. Uh, the other quarterback that I have on the list in a competitive league, would you go out and try and get either Carson Wentz or Jameis Winston, uh, considering Derek Carr's injury for New Orleans? They're off this week, though. Either one yeah, of those I, guys, float your boat? No, probably not. I mean, super deep leagues, maybe. Two quarterback leagues with depth and bench room. I mean, you know, my expectation is we won't see them. Um, you know, and we'll see about Carr. I mean, the week off, I think it's probably the, the injury. The other injuries, Mar Marshawn Lattimore and, and Michael Thomas are much worse there. Sounds like they're downplaying yeah. Carr's, at least the shoulder. So he just has to get through the concussion. Winston, like, it was encouraging that, I mean, he's willing to throw, right? I mean, I mean you got like that. I think I'm more interested in him if he plays as, you know, a guy who can continue fueling the fires of Chris Olave and yeah. the other pieces there I'm interested in. Um, Carson Wentz. 
Oh, man, that's a, that's well, a little I mean, bit of a stretch. Apparently playing this week, right? I mean, Stafford's yeah. apparently playing this week. So, but but he's had a hard time staying in the locked in upright position. So if you want to ensure it, I you know he's obviously the guy they want to have do it. We've seen players come in there on short notice and have some success as Baker Mayfield. And by the way, just to go on a real quick tangent, if you're in a super flex league or a two QB league, do not feel like you have to start a <clears> second <throat> quarterback. I know it's typically the thing to do. I played in the super flex league last week where I had. Trevor Lawrence, and I played Mac Jones over DeMario Douglas, and I had nine points for my quarterbacks. Nine. I still won by, like, less than a point. I Miracle. Total miracle. But don't feel like you have to start that second quarterback, especially uh, if it's somebody like Mac Jones or Gardner Minshew. Um, running backs. Not a lot out there in competitive leagues, to be quite honest with you, but there's one guy who is out there, and it looks like Ty Chandler will be the starter for Minnesota this week because Alexander Madison got hurt, concussion. Typically, players don't come back in that next week. Uh, Ty Chandler, would he be your number one running back ad, Bob? And how much of your fab would you put towards him? I think it might only be a one-game run. The Vikings don't seem to like it. Maybe he won somebody over with his performance because I thought he, he stepped up and did fine. I probably, you know, like I tend to be a little conservative. I probably wouldn't go more than a quarter uh, for a one game rental, right? That's about, about what you're looking at. But if you need a big win, you know, bump it up a little bit to half your fat. Yep. Uh, Devin Singletary, which I can't believe that game that he had, you know, this past week, 30 carries. I mean, geez, Louise. It was like <laughs> Arian Foster back there uh, or Dominic Davis. You remember right. him? Yeah. Uh, and then he became Damian. Dominic Williams. Anyways, uh, uh, Devin Singletary could be floating around out there if Damian Pierce is hurt still. Uh, Maybe even know, if he's not, right, Fabs? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Great guns. Uh, matchup against the Cardinals, Keaton Mitchell, who's still available in more mm -hmm. than 50% of leagues. You could potentially go out and get him. You know, the thing that's funny with him is that, like, the volume's not there. I mean, he barely gets any touches. What did he have? Four touches last week? Yeah. But he still I, scored double digit points. Like, and just dropped the second touchdown, right? I mean, just like yeah. bounced off his chest. So I can remember having these same conversations about Devon H. He can't keep producing with that narrow band of production, but you know, this is narrower, right? And, and, but mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think we're heading towards, you know, not quite a three man split. I think justice Hill, it will soon be the odd man out. Remember Keaton Mitchell had the hamstring going into this game. He yep. was questionable. So maybe they're going a little easier on him than they would like to. I think they'll bring him along. And I think as you know, like, obviously you get this kind of explosive playmaking threat. They need that in this offense. I think we'll see more of them. Uh, Elijah Moore had a touchdown last week. Remember the Browns traded away Donovan <clears throat> Peoples-Jones. I don't expect consistency. The matchup's not overly exciting this week against Pittsburgh, although you can beat their DBs. But Elijah Moore is worth a look off the waiver wire. And Brandon Cooks, you know, here's what happened with Brandon Cooks. <clears throat> he had two good games in a row, over 14 fantasy points. Everybody picked him up. And then he had a uh, just total stink bomb. Um, and I believe that was against Philadelphia when the matchup was really good and everyone caught him and quit on him. And then he came back and scored 32 against the hapless giants, which by the way, very few things give me more pleasure than the giants sucking. Um, one of those things is actually doing podcasts with Bob Harris. Uh, I gained much pleasure out of that. Uh, but the giants and the Red Sox being very bad makes me very happy. And so um, that was fun to watch. Is that baseball talk game. there? What the hell happened here? I still, I, I listen. I know I, the Yankees. Are, I don't want. They're going to drive me nuts this year. Um, I still, as a Cowboys fan, don't expect much once we get to the playoffs. But it's always fun to beat up on the Giants. And Brandon Cooks had a big game. With that being said, 
The Panthers defense is good against wide receivers, so I wouldn't start Cooks. But it's not bad, Bob, to have a part of that Cowboys offense, right? I mean, right. even if it's just on your bench. Yeah, especially this week. <laughs> yeah. like I'm all about that. To Mario Douglas. He's still available in like 60% of leagues on <laughs> Yahoo. At least he was after Sunday. Now the Patriots are off this week, but I don't care. If he's out there, I want him and I'll snatch him on my roster. He's getting a ton of volume in the passing game. He has had 10 plus points three times over the last four weeks. He's seen at least targets and six targets in every game. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be Mac Jones or if it's going to be Bailey Zappi or some other not Tom Brady-ish quarterback because none of them have been good. But I, he's still going to see targets in that offense. I, I want to get your thoughts on Noah Brown. Noah Brown has had two monster games. 325 a touchdown in his last two games combined, averaging well over 20 fantasy points. But here's the thing with Houston's wide receiver group. Every single week, it seems this year, somebody's hurt. Yep. So like beginning of the year, um, they had injuries you know, that with um, – who was injured earlier? Noah Brown was injured earlier in the year. Noah Brown was injured first. Tank Dell's missed a game. Right. Nico That's Collins did not right. missed time. Robert Woods missed a stretch. Nico missed last week. So, like, we haven't gotten the whole group together yet. And right. I don't know if we're getting the whole group together this week. I'm not sure what Nico's status is. It's too early in the week. Seems unlikely at this point is what I'm hearing. So, But if Noah Brown's out there and they've got somebody hurt, play him. Yep. They got the Cardinals this week. Tank Dell has become not a must-start, but a pretty damn good one. And Dalton Schultz, who's not on the waiver wire in mo most leagues, has is, is also been very good. It's crazy to think, Bob, that Houston's passing game is one of the most fruitful from a fantasy perspective. We wouldn't have believed that. We wouldn't have believed that in the preseason. No, we weren't expecting that. Uh, neither were the Carolina Panthers when they drafted by Sean. Yeah, by the oh, way, I still draft. don't. The kid, How did Carolina beat them? Still trying Carolina to figure that one out. win and they, they beat the Texans. I don't understand how the hell they lost that game. <laughs> and then they go in and beat the, the Bengals for crying out loud. Anyways, that's neither here nor there, but Noah Brown needs to be on. He's a, he's a former cowboy, by the way. Um, if you didn't know, how about them Cowboys? Jaden Reed, Bob, if I, if I said to you that this week in my rankings, Jaden Reed will be ranked higher than Christian Watson. <laughs> would I be crazy or am I onto something there? You would be honest something. Jaden Reed right now is the best receiver in that offense. I mean, Romeo Dubs. Had, you like him more than Dubs. I like him a little more than Dubs because there's a little more upside, it seems. I mean, I know Dubs can catch a touchdown anytime as well. Uh, but Jaden Reed, you know, the route percentages and uh, the production has been pretty solid over the recent games. And, you know, Luke Musgrave is another one there that I think is, you know, our fine plays. Uh, I just wish it was a better offense, right? I think that's more the issue for me for all these guys. And, I mean, even Dontavian Wicks is, seems to be you know, making a little, making a little hay there. They all, and maybe it's just a relative thing, Fabs. Maybe we're just so disappointed in Christian Watson or his lack, you know, his lack of production that we're excited about, you know, guys who are maybe not that great, but look better than him. All right. Last thing I want to talk about here. And I've called this segment must start or get smart. Um, which is ironic because we're talking about smart with Bob Harris. <laughs> I'm just kidding, pal. You know, I love you. One of the best in the business. Let's get to it real quick. Real quick answers here. Must start means this player who is a stud, but is not produced, <clears throat> remains a must start, which means you start him no matter what. Or get smart, which means no, he's no longer a must start. He is a matchup-based starter this at this point in the season. Bob Harris, are you ready? I'm ready. Lamar Jackson, must start or get smart? 
I must start for me. Trevor Lawrence must start or get smart. Get smart. Look at your options. Tony Pollard. This one just hurts my soul. Must start. He's he's or keeping get you from smart. He's keeping you from starting better players. Look at your options carefully. He's running back 20. You might have better. Pollard's got the Panthers this week, though. So this week, I think you get smart and start him. But I agree with you. Get smart on him. Aaron Jones, who drives me nuts. Like, I still have my hair. There's some gray in there, if you can see. Bob has no hair. Much of it was lost because Aaron Jones is driving him nuts. Is he must start or get smart? Get smart. Look at your options. Check it out. It's a lousy offense. And he's not making the big plays that have made him so special in the past. Calvin Ridley, who opened the season with a huge performance, and we all thought, oh, man, we were right to draft him as the number one wide receiver in Jacksonville. (laughs) Well, guess what? We were wrong. It's still Christian Kirk. Uh, Calvin Ridley's been bad. This week he's got the Titans. Must start or get smart? I'm probably going to start him. He's, like, become a tough decision as a wide receiver three for me. I'm looking at my options. This week he's a – I'm starting him against the Titans. Finally, Devontae Adams. Now, remember, Bob, we're talking about for the rest of the season – this week, he's got Miami, so I think you start him this week. But must start means I don't care. I am, I'm playing him every week. Devontae Adams, Bob Harris, must start or get smart? I have always preached divorce the name from the numbers. Uh, you know, even doing that and, you know, like realizing, okay, Devontae Adams, it's hard to divorce the name from the numbers from him because he's such a special player and has been such a unique talent. I'm playing him uh, and hoping some of my other pieces come up when he doesn't. He's he's driven me nuts. I, I sat him in a league last week and he had 14 points and they peppered him with targets. If they got to pepper him with targets to get 14 points, <clears throat> this is a guy who is like on the reg over 20 points per game on average. Um, so I, I'm still worried about Devontae Adams. On, on his career though, he's averaged, I believe, Eric Moody from ESPN put out two points per target. So keep peppering him, people. It's good All for right. us. Bob Harris, you are the best. By the way, Bob Harris is going to be joining us every Tuesday for as long as I can stand being in the same podcast room with him. <laughs> You've been warned. He knows I love him. Um, so Bob will be with us at Football Die Hard. You can listen to him on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Channel 87, on the Football Die Hards program with Mike Dempsey. Uh, and of course, you can read his various works at Football Die Hards. And you can follow him on The X at football diehards. He's even got an Instagram folks where he may or may not post an occasional picture of his large cat and cats. He's got, yeah, he's got like a 30 pound cat on there. Um, he's a, he's a monster. Uh, so Bob, you're the best. And of course we have to thank, uh, our pals over at bet online for sponsoring the program. Uh, make sure you go out and check that site and app out. You will not be disappointed. So for everybody out there, Thanks for listening. Hopefully you have subscribed. You like, you do all that kind of stuff. I mean, look at Bob Harris. Look how cute he is. Look, he's a handsome guy. Look at him. All he wants, all he wants is for you to subscribe to the pod. That's it. It would make his day and his cats. Bob, you're the best. We will talk to you next week. Good luck on the waiver wire this week, folks. And we will see you on Thursday. Talking about Thursday night football starts and sits player rankings for week 11 for Bob. I'm Fabs. This has been the Believe Fantasy Football Show. Thank <laughs> you.